exciting stories all over Africa and today we've got an interesting individual doing and impacting uh, our communities around Zimbabwe and please introduce yourself. Thank you coach Malvin. Um, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Joe Seka. I'm a communications officer at a sports for development organization which is called Young Achievements Sports for Development. So Young Achievements Sports for Development is um, like I said, a sports-based um, organization. So we are impacting and transforming and changing lives of young people in what we call marginalized and vulnerable communities. We use sports to reach out to young people, and uh, this is the vehicle that we use. And uh, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. Um, maybe if I could share more about how we do this uh, transformation. So what you find is sport is a universal language which cuts across tribal lines, ethnic lines, political, even religious lines. So we use sports as a universal language to reach out to young people, mobilize them, get them to sit down, and then we try to then change their lives using sports. So we use various uh, sporting disciplines, your football, netball, basketball, cricket. So the unique thing about our sport is that it's not commercial sports. We are not playing sports for commercial purposes. But what we're trying to do is we are trying to use sport as a social tool to try to change the lives of young people. Wow, you guys are doing amazing work. You guys are doing amazing work. So which, which, which areas have you been visiting and going around? Oh, so Young Achievement is a, is a, is a homegrown uh, solution to Zimbabwe, to Zimbabwe youth problems. Although we are working in Zimbabwe, we are also working on international and uh, we are also working on international platforms, even on regional platforms. So basically, Young Achievement Force for Development was formed in 2005 as a homegrown solution to a crisis that we had encountered in our lives as young people, which is Operation Mrambatrina, which happened in May of 2005. Hundreds of thousands of homes were destroyed all across Zimbabwe as a government cleanup operation. So from this this is where we formed the organization after realizing that young people didn't have a lot of things to do after their houses had been destroyed, schools had been destroyed, social anonymities like clinics had been destroyed. So young people were just loitering and roaming the streets without anything to do. So we formed Young Achievement Sports for Development as a homegrown solution to try to mobilize young people, to give, to give them focus, to get them to reorient their lives even in the midst of the crisis. So over the years we have grown. We started off in Headcliffe Extension, but over the years we've grown into various parts of the city of Harare, even across uh, other provinces such as uh, Manika Land. We have a presence in the Matibula Land regions. We also have a presence in other regions, in the Midlands, even the Mashingo region. So Young Achievement Social Development is no longer a local uh, entity, but it's also reaching out to other communities, even on international platforms, uh, we are in we, in South Africa. We do work with other organisations in partnership. We work in Botswana with other organisations in partnerships. Even um, across Kenya, even even across um, continents as well. Wow, you guys are growing big, and you guys are. Thank you so much for the amazing work that you are doing in the communities and in the lives of different young people out there. So, Mr. Joe, uh, please tell us. How important is sports in the development of the youth and the communities at large? So you find that sports, like I said initially, is that it's a universal it's a universal language. Sports can be taught to anyone, irrespective of their 
IQ, irrespective of their social background. Um, so what we do is we use a cocktail of uh, sporting disciplines. We've, we try to address issues that young people are facing. We've, over the years, developed various methodologies using uh, various sporting disciplines. So I'll just talk about one of the methodologies, which we call Football 3. Okay. So Football 3 is a concept that we developed to use sports to resolve conflict. We use this with this technique or this methodology. Uh, we developed it around times where Zimbabwe goes through um, national elections. We find that young people are highly polarized. They are the ones who are used um, to commit political violence. So we use uh, Football 3 to get young people from opposing political parties to come onto the field of play. Then they become one team. So the team is not... Uh, it's not selected along who your friends are, but it's um, selected amongst all the individuals who are there. That's that we try to build tolerance. We try to calculate values of team building. We try to incorporate values of Ubuntu, even on the sports field. So these are some of the things that we've been doing using um, football uh, just to get young people to build tolerance and peace. Wow. These are very interesting dynamics. And can all these things that are happening on the playoff, on the pitch, can they be taken back home and you know start using them in their different sectors at home? Definitely, definitely. So you find a lot of people uh, want to look at sport from a commercial perspective, whereby one is uh, gifted on the sports field and they are going to be the next Ronaldo, the next Ronaldinho. But when you're playing football, they're very simple, basic concepts that we try to impact, impart into the lives of young people. Um, maybe if I were to take um, football as an example, what is the main agenda of playing football? It's scoring a goal, isn't it? Yes, yes. So what we'll do is we'll take a couple of uh, bricks or whatever, we'll call them our goals. So we'll take kids 100 meters away from, their goal, from the goal, then we ask them to kick a ball into the goal post. Obviously, they're going to fail because the distance is just too much. So what we'll try to teach them is that you have to move bit by bit towards your goal. So we can also add in things such as obstacles, which are in football, which would, you'd call defenders, right? Yes. So these are things that are going to obstruct you from reaching your goal. So we talk of things such as drug abuses being a defender, which is obstructing you from reaching your goal. Things such as early marriages, the things that distract you from reaching your goal. So we teach football or sport in a practical way so that when somebody goes back home, it's no longer about uh, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. It's also about the life skills that they've learned from the sport. Wow. Indeed, it is very practical. And these are the day-to-day -day skills that these young people are facing and going to in their communities and even in their home setting. Yes, definitely. So thank you so much for that. And... Um, a couple of years ago, you guys have been going to the World Homeless World Cup. Please tell us more yeah. about it. So the Homeless World Cup is quite a unique uh, social tournament, which is uh, meant for people who are street-connected. When we say street-connected, uh, these are people who are working on, off the street or earning a living off the street, or people who are living rough. Um, so you find Zimbabwe is unique in that people are homeowners, but they are homeowners in what we would call informal settlements. Mm, yes. In other languages, they would call them slums. But for us, they are homes, yeah? 
So what we have done is with the homeless whole copies, we're taking these young people from these marginalized and vulnerable communities, from these informal communities, then we start training them and preparing them to play and represent their country on a global arena. So the Homeless World Cup um, happens annually, and it happens across various cities across the world. So we give each and every young person that we work with from our different uh, sporting programs an opportunity to try out to be part of the team. Then once they've tried out and they've been selected, they go through a camp program whereby they are prepared mentally, physically, to participate and represent their country. So as we, are, as we participate in the Homeless World Cup, we'll be raising and advocating issues around social issues, such as inclusion of people with disabilities, issues such as participation of young people in processes in, their, in the development of their communities. So there are various things that we do with the Homeless World Cup. One unique thing about the Homeless World Cup for us is that a player only gets to participate in the Homeless World Cup once. And coming back from the Homeless World Cup, we try to then find um, what we'd call an internship or an attachment at other organizations whereby these young people are further developed, further equipped with skills so that they, they are able to face life. Wow, wow. You guys are indeed making a huge difference in the lives of these young people. And what how in the, the tell, tell us more about the involvement of the parents are the parents excited about the young people you know being part of this initiative or do the parents understand how how, how does it work so you find that um parents and children at certain ages parents are more connected and more involved in the lives of the young people when they now reach their pre-pubescent -pre -pre years there is a divide that starts to happen. So what we try to do with our sporting program is we catch them young. We start instilling life values as early as seven years old. When they now turn into their prepubescent years, we continue working with them. This is where now young people are trying to find their identity and trying to be their own person. So what we now do is we know that the parent is no longer as engaged as they were before in the early formative years. So this is where by now we try to help the young person for them to realize that they are also turning into an adult soon. Some of the challenges that they had with their parents, they are also going to be facing them. So what we do is we get parents involved at an early age, even in the pre-pubescent pre years, we also try to get parents involved in the lives of the, the young people. We also invite parents to come to some of our games come to see their kids play in sports tournaments that we also organize, just as a way of motivating the kids and also as a way of touching base with the parents for them to also understand some of the issues that their kids are going through. So one of the other tools that we use when we invite parents for some of these exhibitions is role play. So using role play would ask parents to play the role of that, to act out some of the behaviors that the kids are, are exhibiting at home. And the kids also get to play the role of the parents. And we decide then to find a common ground where these two individuals who seem to be on opposite ends of the pitch come together and find common ground. Wow, this is so interesting. This is so interesting. And please, please um, tell us, what are some of the success stories that you've had ever since the, start, the, time, the time you started um, this initiative? When you say success stories, for me, I... I tend to try to find where we think we made the most impact, not necessarily 
what other people would call success, but small gains for us are major. They also have, they, for us, they have a huge impact. So it could be getting a child registered for them to get a birth certificate. And some, this child would be now 17 or 18. For me, that's, a, that's an impactful um, success um, in that this person now has access to opportunities. Being registered and having a birth certificate is something which is used. That's what we believe. So some of our successes, other people might look at them and look at them and think they're small, but for us, they are huge. In that, this person never dreamt in their life one day of having a birth certificate, let alone having a passport, let alone traveling out of Zimbabwe and representing the nation, maybe with an international tournament. So the game may look small, but for us, they are huge. So. We've worked with people with disability. We have, uh, have had interactions with heads of state. We have had interactions with uh, ministries, even in Zimbabwe, trying to change policy for the government to look at certain issues that are affecting young people with a different lens. For us, these are all successes. So we've worked with people with albinism, including them in sports, which is something that a lot of people had never considered, but we had pushed for it, we've advocated for it, and we've seen it being implemented in certain other spaces. So for us, the, the success stories are far and wide, and they are cross-cutting, and they are, they are diverse. Wow, interesting. It's always the small things that makes a difference. Definitely. It's the small gains for us that are quite impactful. Wow, wonderful. Uh, coming coming to, to the end of our podcast, as, as this year, as we are growing closer to the World Cup, Anything that we can expect from you from, from Yas? Uh, we are always up and about. Um, currently, we are working on getting a team of 10 girls who are going to be representing Zimbabwe at a precursor to the World Cup, the actual FIFA World Cup. So we've got what we call the Street Child United World Cup, which is wow. going to be running in Qatar from the 6th of, from the 6th of October the 16th of October in 2022. So this is what we're working on. We've been working and pushing so hard for the stories of these young women from various communities. We've gone as far as Juru Grot Point. We've gone as far as Varasekwa. We've gone to some of the most unimaginable places just to get the voice of the young girl and give them that opportunity for them to just represent their country at an international level and get to share their story. Wow. I can't wait for the sixth to arrive. I'm actually looking forward to hear what the girls just going there. I know that will be a lot of exposure. I know that will be heaven on earth for them, but I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much. So we are hoping that um, the nation of Zimbabwe can just uh, try to pay attention to some of the challenges that young people are going through. I know the most topical thing that young people have been talking about or the nation has been talking about is drug and substance abuse. But this is, an, this is a challenge that we can, if we come together as a nation, we can easily overcome because it takes decision, it takes choices. Whether it's the government or whether it's the individual themselves, it's a choice for us to change our nation or our community or our neighborhood. Indeed, it is a choice and it has to be made now and today yes, so definitely. that we save their, their future for tomorrow. Definitely. So before we let you go, uh, what is your advice to to the young people listening or to the parents listening? Um, advice. I'm, I'm so bad at giving advice. But what I would try to do is just to share from my heart in that 
for young people, what's important and what's key in life is priorities. Discipline will take you so far, but setting your priorities, setting your goals is the most important thing. So once you know what's important now, you will never sell yourself short. Wow. So I would just try to maybe take it from a biblical perspective. Um, Jacob had his priorities straight. His brother Esau was hungry now, and he wanted gratification now. He never thought about tomorrow. So this is the thing with young people. We need to set our priorities straight now so that we will enjoy later, so that tomorrow we won't complain or shift the blame and say, it's, it's our parents who did not provide it. No, we don't need to shift blame. We have to look within and set our priorities straight. Wow. And to the parents, I'll just, I'll just say, um, let's love our kids. That's the most important thing. Let's just love them, no matter whatever decision they've made, support the decision, try to correct them with love, and let's just love our kids. Wow, indeed, these are rich words that is coming from you. And uh, how can the nation of Zimbabwe, you know, support, you know, the initiatives that you're going in the different communities and even as you assist the girls to go to, to the World Cup? How, how can we get hold of you to support and what are also your social pages so that we also like and follow? Oh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to just share where we are found. Um, we are found in the city of Harare, in the CBD. Maybe if I could give maybe the, the, the addresses to where our offices are, if it's people right. would want to visit that, it's okay. We are found on Causeway Building, which is on the corner of 4th and Central Avenue, on the second floor, North Wing, room 22. So that's Causeway Building, second floor, North Wing, room 22. That's where you will find our offices. Our phone number, our landline number is 0242-700-294. I will repeat it, 0242-700-294. They can find us on social media. Uh, they can find, they can look for Young Achievement Sports for Development on Facebook. They can even Google it. They'll find all our details there. Um, on social platforms such as Twitter, it's Y-A-S-D-Z-I-M. At Y-A-S-D-Z-I-M. Our website is www.yasdzim.org. So they can find us on Twitter. They can find us on Facebook as Young Achievement Sexual Development. And once they've done that, you'll find most of our social handles that pop up once they look for one. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for allowing us to come into your world and just, you know, sharing how you are transforming the communities and the lives of young people. And to our listeners, thank you so much for always subscribing and coming to listen to our shows where we're telling you interesting stories happening in Africa and around Africa. So to me, it's Irap, and thank you so much, uh, Mr. Joe, and for the amazing work that you're doing around and saving our children and our youth. It's always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much, and have a good one. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do this. Africa can change. A better Africa, a better Africa for you and me and for our children. Let's do it. Let's partner together, and let's do it. I'm your host, Coach Miles.